It's Thursday, October 7th, and you're listening to The Magnificent Fantasy Football Show. What is up, Magnificent Heads? You got me, Manatee Jackson, on the mic this fine morning. <clears throat> Here to talk to you about the main slate on Sunday. Lots of good games to look forward to. We've got our first London game this week. So it's going to narrow down the main slate a little bit, which we like. The fewer wild cards to worry about, the better. So let's look into this. I'm going to have to try to make this a, a record fastest episode. Let's see, Let's see how good I can do. So to start, we've got Green Bay Packers going to Cincinnati, and on the Cincinnati side of the ball, you're facing an okay defense that got a lot better with uh, former Cowboys Jalen Smith joining the, the Green Bay Packers. A lot to look forward with that too, with that talent, but he's not going to be playing this game. Um, you've got uh, Jair Alexander on the on the outside, he's going to shut down Chase or T. Higgins. I, I'm going to assume Chase. T. Higgins isn't 100%. And not sure if he's going to play this game. It looks like he's going to. But Tyler Boyd in the slot has a great matchup versus a very poor nickel cornerback in Shannon Sullivan. So I like Boyd this week. He makes the list. Um... And as far as Joe Mixon being out, I'm not going to trust any of those backups. And I'm going to move on and look at Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams is going to feast, especially if the Packers have to be competitive. The Bengals have proven to be pretty good at stopping the run versus all their matchups they face this year. They pretty much shut down Dalvin Cook. Um, and... A few other uh, running backs that don't come to mind right now, but if you look it up, you'll uh, be proven right. They'll prove me right, I should say. <laughs> so seeing a lot of volume going to Devontae Adams, it's going to be a big game again, like I said, if it, this is a competitive game, which I think it will be with the Packers defense being okay. <clears throat> and um, both teams sitting at 3-1, and one, they both really want to win. Uh, expect huge things from Adams. Jones isn't going to quite get it done on the ground. And you might see a little bit more Randall Cobb working the slot. But <clears throat> I would expect Lazard to have a good game too with uh, Mark Valdez-Scantling going down. Uh, you're going to need a good uh, number two on the outside there, and that's Lazard for sure. So expect big, big things from Rodgers and all of his weapons this week. Uh, not too pumped or excited about Tunyon, but we will consider all Packers wide receivers with a big uh, incentive to put Devontae Adams in your lineup. All Green Bay wide receivers. Okay. <clears throat> now we will look at... Detroit going to Minnesota. Um, 
what much like what can you really say about this game? Uh, Dalvin Cook, if he's one hundred percent and not only getting fifty percent of the snaps, he's going to have a huge day against a really terrible defense. I uh, expect the the Vikings to be working from ahead, so game script doesn't make me really want to attack uh, Jefferson or any of these other weapons that Kirk Cousins is trying to throw the ball to. Emphasis on trying. Uh, so Dalvin Cook, huge game. Uh, definitely want a piece of that, especially if he's healthy. And Vikings defense, pretty good at stopping the run, but they don't shut you down by any means. Uh, the cornerbacks, pretty subpar. So if Goff can get it going, uh, he might not be able to funnel it to Hawkinson like he wants to. But I expect pretty good things from Raymond and Cephas. Still not super pumped at trying to attack these guys. I know Raymond got in the end zone last week. Um, and he plays one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL. And um, Bashad Breland this week. Um, I don't know. At your own risk, I'd say Cephas and Raymond. But that's the thing. How many points do you think the Lions are really going to score? We'll go on to the Broncos going to Pittsburgh, Ohio. <laughs> you know what? There is a Pittsburgh, Ohio, but I don't, I don't know why I just said that. Pittsburgh, PA. I uh, talk about Pittsburgh, Ohio at work sometimes. I have to fact check myself. Pittsburgh, Ohio. Yeah, there's for sure a Pittsburgh, Ohio. Okay. All right. Um, so, got the got the Steelers playing the uh, the Broncos coming to, <laughs> to Pittsburgh, not Ohio, Pennsylvania. And um, Big Ben looks terrible. He's awful. Harris is getting a ton of volume. Um, they might have Chase Claypool back in this game. It's a really tough defense to go against. And just with how bad this offense has looked, I'm not touching it. So we're going to look at the Broncos without Teddy and Drew Luck, Lock likely. Drew Lock likely starting. That's a fun one to say. So Drew Lock is likely going to start this game. Let's just get a quick injury update. <clears throat> Hold the phone. Uh, the medical people will be in charge. It sounds like Teddy's going to be out at least a week with the concussion. So, versus Steelers defense, uh, another really good defense. Kind of tough to attack. And, you know, I, I just don't understand with the injuries the pass catchers have had in this uh, Broncos offense. I, I expect them to run more two tight end sets, but their they're, second string uh, tight end, Albert O., only played like 20% of the snaps last week. I That's got to change, you would think. Um, with uh, Hamler and uh, Jerry Judy getting injured and out for the year, you would just expect two tight end sets. So they're going to be able to move the ball with Jerlock. Um, is there going to be any one player that really wows you? I don't think so against the Steelers defense. <clears throat> I think they're going to be able to get 
the ball to Tim Patrick to Sutton. And um, I'm just going to continue to keep an eye out on how they involve two tight end sets uh, going forward. Because I think that's the play. It'd be a conservative offense. You've got a great defense. You can control the clock and you got a bunch of wins that way. So we're not touching it, and we're going to move on to Miami going to Tampa Bay to face the Super Bowl Buccaneers. And Tom Brady's got a pretty tough matchup um, as far as the passing game is concerned. He's facing two really tough uh, perimeter cornerbacks. Um, You know, Xavier Howard and a former Cowboy Byron Jones. So not expecting huge things from Evans and Brown, uh, especially when uh, you can really funnel to the running back in the slot wide receiver versus the Dolphins defense. So I'd like Godwin in this game. Uh, Fournette's coming off a pretty darn good game as well. Uh, Another thing that'll be kind of interesting to see if they want to get Ronald Jones more involved in this game, if, if game script allows and they're playing from ahead. So we're going to like Chris Godwin and we're going to like um, Lenny and we're going to flip it and do the Dolphins have a chance versus Buccaneers defense uh, with Jacoby Brissett at the helm and I'm not liking it. Um, Richard Sherman joined this crew last week, looked okay. Uh, kind of looked like a washed up veteran, but he looked pretty good. Um, you got Dean, who was it? I can't remember his first name. Dean got hurt last week. Can't remember how severe it is, but they still have Carlton Davis on the other side and playing the slot is Ross Cockrell. And typically you want to attack the Bucks in the slot. I'm curious, is Ross Cockrell new to the Bucks? Because that is an upgrade if he is. Ross Cockrell. Yep. So he played for the Giants and and now the Bucks signed him as of April. Okay. So he's been on the team all year, but he's been burned, but he's definitely an upgrade versus whoever they had in the slot last year. Um the Dolphins can't run the ball to save their lives, and the Bucks are really good at stopping the run. So it's going to be really hard for the Dolphins to get many first downs in this game. I'm staying away. And we're going to look at New Orleans Saints going to the Washington football team. Um, Okay. Playing in Landover. And starting on the, the Washington side of the ball. Uh, again, a tough defense that they're facing, but McLaurin, quarterback-proof defense you know, matchup proof. He should do okay. I really like Lattimore, though. Um, if Curtis Samuel is healthy this week for a min price, 3000 um, very interesting to me. And then, of course, another um, another cheap grab would be Ricky, Ricky Seals-Jones, who is a matchup nightmare and has showed, um, showed off his athletic skill set already this year. 
So min price 25 for him. <clears throat> uh, you got to like both of those values versus a defense that <clears throat> uh, Washington football team might have to funnel looks their way early and often. So I'm definitely going to put Curtis down. And we're definitely going to put Ricky Seals Jones down. And we're going to flip. And we're going to look at the Washington football team defense, which has been terrible to start the year, but we know what they are. They're, they're good, good defense, really good D-line. Their cornerbacks maybe aren't as elite as we thought they were. Um, and maybe that's due to this D-line now putting as much pressure on the cornerback. When they put a lot of pressure on the cornerback, their secondary is going to look way better, uh, forcing the corner the quarterback um, to make qu- faster decisions. And Winston is known for feeling the heat and getting the ball out uh, in not the best, most well-thought-out way. So you could see this defense doing pretty good. Um, they're towards the, the bottom of the price on DK2, 2300 Got to like that. And Winston likes to throw interceptions. So look to them for a cheap defense. And as far as attacking this defense, <clears throat> you can pay up for Kamara with him not being involved in the passing game. Uh, makes me nervous. I had him as a like blow up must start last last week, and he didn't get a single catch or a touchdown, but he rushed for over a hundred yards. So versus a, a more challenging defense, I'm staying away, and I'm not touching any of this off offense. But um, they will get points, so it's just a matter of everyone's pretty cheap. Otherwise, it's a matter of just picking if you want Deontay Harris. Uh, Marquez Callaway should be okay in this game as well. Might be worth putting a flyer on him after all that <clears throat> uh, preseason buzz he got. So <clears throat> uh, let's put Callaway for fun. <clears throat> Callaway. And we're going Philadelphia going to Carolina. Uh, one and three team versus a three and one team, and we'll see if Carolina can avoid two losses in the row. Um, you've got a um, sorry, I got distracted. So <clears throat> Sam Darnold trying to avoid two losses in a row. We saw what Tyreek Hill did against the the Eagles last week. Um, I thought it was all going to have to funnel to the tight end with uh, those really good perimeter cornerbacks, yada, yada, yada. Um, they have a pretty good uh, slot cornerback, too. That's the thing, too, though. He was terrible all, all of his other, the rest of his career and just had a hot start start this year. I remember saying maybe uh, Tyree Kill will, will change his PFF grade a little bit, and it looks like they brought it down a little after last week. Uh, rightfully so when a guy scores three touchdowns <clears throat> and what almost 200 receiving yards. So, you know, I, I think Carolina is going to do just fine moving the ball. DJ Moore is one of those guys you can line them up um, anywhere. They, 
they mostly just line him up out wide. He rarely plays a slot. So I'm not going to predict a Tyreek Hill level of game. I'm going to surprisingly stay away um, from him and Robbie Anderson. Uh, you do got to like Terrace Marshall. Um, he's kind of one of those names that gets brought up almost every week, but it's bound to happen. So I'm going to put Terrace out there. And whoever the starting running back is, I want it. So um, Chuba got a ton of passing work taken from him from uh, what Jalen Smith's brother, who they signed from the practice squad. He got all the the passing um, action in in this offense, which was weird to me. But I could still see uh, Chuba getting it done. Still not sure if McCaffrey is going to play in this game. Uh, but if he does, I, I expect timeshare. So if there was a clear, if McCaffrey is out, I considered Chuba. If he's in, I don't think I'm touching anybody because I think it's just going to be a lot of timeshare, kind of like what they did with Dalvin Cook last week. Just give him 50% of the snaps, let him get a little bit more healthy. So we're going to flip it. And this uh, offense that I've been talking so highly about all year uh, with all these, these weapons that Jalen Hurts has to throw to, they don't have any um, red zone running backs. They're going to score, but this is a really tough defense to score uh, against. But, you know, I, I think this is just one of those offenses that will slow them down. So not expecting a ceiling game from this offense and Jalen Hurts, but, should be a fun football game to watch, but just not from a fantasy perspective. So we're going to move on and look at the Tennessee Titans going to Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence is down a target with DJ Shark, fractured ankle out for the year. Uh, we're expecting bigger and better things from LaVisca Chenault. Marvin Jones will still probably do his thing. He'll be facing against Christian Fulton, second-year pro, third-year pro. No, second-year pro. Uh, Second-year pro, second-rounders getting better by the game this year. So, And with how Marvin looked last week, I'm just going to stay away. And a pretty chalky move to put LaVisca Chanel in your your lineups. There's a pretty, pretty easy defense to play against. I know there's a lot of buzz about Dan Arnold, but he kind of draws a tough matchup this week from a tight end perspective. And uh, Robinson, I'm liking his matchup. <clears throat> yeah, he definitely makes the list, especially if he keeps getting the volume and the red zone, red zone looks. We're going to go James Robinson. We're going to go LaVisca. And is it worth putting Trevor Lawrence in your quarterback slot? I'd say no, just because for 100 bucks less, you could go Trey Lance, who's more exciting. And I'll even say a Justin Fields for like men quarterback price, 52. Um, they don't have a, a red zone running back anymore, and Moore's going to have to fall onto Fields' shoulders, but we'll get to that game. And we'll flip it, and we'll look at the Titans who are playing against a really terrible slot cornerback coverage. So maybe Chester Rogers will get involved. Um, Josh Reynolds, you got to like that. 
really Julio Jones or Josh Reynolds, depending on who plays. But, you know, I think Reynolds has emerged above Westbrook Ekine. So Reynolds, even if Julio plays, is in play. And Julio, if he plays, is in play. So they both make the list. Derrick Henry is going to do Derrick Henry things, especially against this Jags defense, who I was looking at it, did a pretty good job of containing um, uh, Joe Mixon last week. So Henry was a fade for me last week, and it didn't pan out. Um, He's an interesting fade this week, too, because historically Derrick Henry kills and murders the Jags every single year. So something to consider, but not something to kind of gun for. We're going to the Patriots, going to Houston, and the Houston Texans, not good. The Patriots defense, good. Um, But, you know, this is a rookie quarterback. (sighs) Texans have surprised quite a bit with Terod Taylor, and I don't know. I could see them turning around a little bit, but maybe not against the Patriots. But their defense is it's just not as elite as we'd expect them to be. So you could see more Dan, Danny Amendola in the slot getting open a little bit. Um, I think Cooks could definitely move the ball against his former Patriots team as well. So they're both kind of in play, but uh, only if you're feeling bold and risky. And the top price defense of the week is the Patriots versus the Texans for good reason. Um, the Bills scored over 20 points uh, versus the Texans last week. And um, the Bills defense, that is. So it makes sense. But I don't think it's, it's going to happen again this week. And it's not worth paying up for. And as far as how the Patriots are going to move the ball, uh, it's going to be on the ground. And if you want to predict how they're going to move the ball on the ground with Harris, um, Taylor, Ramondi Stevenson, I think will be active for this game. By all means, good luck. I mean, it's kind of, I would want to predict that Harris is going to get 100% of the snaps, especially in a game when they're playing from ahead. Patriots are very game script oriented when it comes to their rushing attack. Uh, if you look at their previous games, they um, only have good rushing games when in games where they're controlling the lead. So I expect that in this game. I expect Harris to have a good game, but if they're they really have this game under control, and if their rookie Stevenson is active, um, I think they're going to want to give him some looks, and they might already be working that into their game plan. And he was in the doghouse after fumbling in week one, but he dislocated his thumb like in practice a few days before that. So <clears throat> you can't be hating on him too much, in my opinion. So liking the ground game of the Patriots, but not going to guess who it is. Ah, coffee's good. So Chicago is going to Vegas, and we've got Carr who... I just love how jacked this guy gets. Then he comes out, he's got really high hopes. And then his his offense, the offensive uh game plan just sucks. And then he's he's still trying to be jacked, but he you can just see that you know, he's just very disappointed. 
Anyway, um, so attacking the bears. If you're, if you're the um, Las Vegas Raiders, you're gonna be throwing the ball to Renfro and Waller, like you have been all year, and that's how you attack this the Chicago Bears defense. Um, so they should have good good games, but. I think I'm going to stay away. It's the Bears defense. I don't think they're going to score a ton of points against them. But they're going to move the ball with with Waller and Renfro for sure. And Jacobs is an interesting start. Um, Bears are pretty easy to run against, but they do have that pretty elite D-line, just poor linebacker core. So if Jacobs keeps getting the passing work and if he can uh, break through the line, you should get some big gains and have a pretty good game. So I'll put Jacobs down, especially didn't realize Barber was hurt. Let's do a Peyton Barber. Let's see. Uh, Peyton Barber injury update. The injury update you've all been waiting for. All right. Peyton Barber could miss multiple weeks with strip toe injury. All right. Yep. So Jacobs could be a very, very, very sneaky start this week. Um, keep that in mind when you're setting your lineups. He's on the list, and we're going to flip it. And we're going to look at Justin Fields versus this, uh, okay, Las Vegas defense. So... This Las Vegas defense, very good. Covering wide receivers. Okay, check. Um, also in the slot, okay, check. So it's going to be hard for this rookie quarterback to throw to any of his wide receivers. He's going to get a ton of pressure on the, the edges within Ndokwe and Crosby. But he's mobile, so he might be able to escape that and have a good a good day on the ground. Um, he doesn't have a goal line running back. Herbert doesn't really profile that way. I could see Cole Komet having a pretty good game, especially as kind of like a security blanket. Um, really, what just looking at this, really what they need to do is force feed Allen Robinson in this game. We'll see if it happens. Um, but I don't know. Casey Hayward, if he's not shadowing Allen, he lines up on the right side of the field more times than not facing Mooney, which I think the youth and speed of Mooney might be able to get the better of Casey Hayward, but he's been playing at an elite level. Um, but yeah, like Allen Robinson's matchup, especially if he's facing Trayvon Mullen. So that'll be interesting. Um, I'm intrigued by Fields. I think he's going to get it done on the ground. He's going to have to. And if they get in the red zone... He's not going to have any touchdowns vultured from him. So Min Price, it's hard to do better than that quarterback. Uh, should at least get close to 20 points, which is more than enough to cover if um, if you're going Min Price quarterback. So we're doing it. We're going to put Fields. And you know what? We're also going to put A-Rob. Surprisingly. And... Let's keep moving. How many more games do we got? Three games? Perfect. 
All right, so Cleveland going to Inglewood, California to face the Chargers. And Herbert versus very, very tough Browns defense. Do we like any matchups? Um, Allen, no. Uh, Mike Williams, no. Um, Austin Eckler, nope. Okay, so don't like any matchups there. We're going to flip it. Look at the Browns. Do we like any of these matchups? Beckham, yeah. But Beckham had a good matchup last week, and that burned a lot of people, so I'm staying the F away. Um, on the ground, we like Hunt. We like um, we like Nick Chubb versus this uh, uh, pretty bad run-stopping defense, so we're putting both running backs. Nick Chubb and K. Hunt. Hunt. Um... <laughs> Oh, just making myself laugh by myself. That's great. All right, so Giants going to the Cowboys. I had to hold my laughter uh, after saying that because Elliot's going to have a huge day again. Blake Martinez, the the Giants stud linebacker, still injured, still not going to play in this game. And you know who is still good on the outside? Um, that'd be James Bradbury and Adoree Jackson. So pretty good wide receiver coverage, pretty bad uh, um, run-stopping coverage. So you got to love Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Kind of have to pay up for him, though, which is funny because he just has a really good matchup this week. So you got to put Dalton and you got to put Elliott. For sure, we're doing Zeke. And we're going to look and see if the Giants have a hope of anything. And it's going to be tough. I'm not sure if, um, you know what, if anything, Tony in the slot if Shepard doesn't play. So we'll put Tony. But I think DK caught on and raised his price too. Galde might be able to, to leap over digs on a few, but... Um, I don't think Diggs is a shutdown corner, even though he's, I mean, he's averaging over interception per game this year. He's proven to be a very good cornerback, but I don't think he's shut down level in his second year. And um, yeah, it'll be a big test for him versus uh, a 6'4 Galladay. So we'll see how he does. Uh, Barkley versus this Cowboys run-stopping defense that's been shutting down opposing running backs all year. They don't have Jalen Smith anymore, who is another one of my favorite sideline and sideline linebackers. But, you know, he had his downfalls too um, and didn't play that many snaps last week, and they still shut down the run pretty well. Uh, but that was versus Eagles. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, we're, we put down Tony, and we're going to move on and look at the last game of the slate. We've got San Fran going to Glendale, Arizona to play the only undefeated team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals are going to do Cardinal-like things. Um, they have, I guess, six really good targets for Murray to throw to, and Hopkins and Kirk and Max William and Williams, AJ Green. Um, the Ant-Man, Rondale Moore, even uh, Chase Edmonds. So, yeah, Murray's going to have a great game. 
Uh, if you want to guess which receiver emerges and has the best game out of this crew, good luck. But can't go wrong with Murray. Not putting him on the list, though, because he's the top price guy and just doesn't make sense to, to put, oh, top price guy on the list. Uh, but I do like Kirk's matchup. Just going to throw that out there. And we're going to move on and see what Trey Lance can get done versus this meh, mediocre uh, Cardinals defense. Uh, definitely like Trey Lance this week. If Kittle is healthier, he's going to have a good game. He got 11 targets last week. Didn't connect with Trey Lance when he came in, but, you know, that's not going to continue. Debo Samuel has a great matchup again. Maybe Brandon Ayuk gets it going in this game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Mohamed Sanu, Trey Lance has really good targets to throw to in this offense. And I think they're going to have Mitchell back in this game, so they're going to be able to move it on the ground. Uh, but Sermon and Sermon's kind of a goal line back. Uh, either way, just really got to like Trey Lance in this game at a DK price of 57. So be hard for me to even with that discount $500 discount going to fields over trade it's gonna be hard for me to do that just with how good of a matchup Trey has how good he's looked and um all of his pass catchers that he has to throw to in this one so I do almost want to put Debo but I feel like he's priced appropriately and they're gonna to have to kind of spread the ball around I'm not sure if he's going to be all by himself for a 60-yard touchdown uh, again this week. So we're staying away. And that's all I got for you this week. A uh, new record, uh, fastest episode ever. I've, I've got eight minutes before I have to work, so got to love that. Um, and for all uh, five-ish of you listening to this episode, go win. Go make some some of the hash sweet gouda cheddar cheese. And until next week, y'all. Bye.